0: A lot's been made this offseason on if, when, and how the Chicago Bulls should trade into this draft. Should they go after the number three overall pick, giving up anything needed to get there and possibly draft Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? Or, like I've been saying, is it more likely that they trade into that number 23 spot and get a decent talent, but maybe not a talent that overhauls the roster? We're going to talk about the, the possibilities of both and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's H A I Z E. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. By the way, we had a couple of updates around here, new logo going on, uh, some other changes to the channel coming, uh, just with like some, some uh, you know, changes on, on the top of things, making things a little bit more refined here. Let me know what you guys think about it. But let's go ahead and get into the topic at hand. Talking about change is what we've been talking about all this offseason is what and will change about this team this offseason, right? There are a common thought between a lot of Bulls fans, and I understand it, that add a point guard to this team, and we are so much better than what we were right? I understand how much a point guard does help, but I still look at, you know, some of the lack of of other things that we have on the team, the lack of size, the lack of shooting, not playing a modern offense, all those things hurt, right? But with the, you know, rumor that, you know, Denver could be, I'm sorry, Dallas could be shopping the number 10, uh, Portland could be shopping the number three. It's been a lot of between Bulls pundits, like what can the Bulls do to get into the top three? And is Scoot Henderson going to be the one there? Now, I've said it before. I think if Scoot Henderson's there and you have a package that that the Portland Trailblazers would like, you try to go after Scoot Henderson, right? I, and, but it comes down to how much are you willing to give up. Now, I know some Bulls fans want to see this team just pick a direction, do something, and if that meant giving up everything to get Scoot Henderson and then being bad for a few years, do it, right? And there are some people who think, oh, well, the Bulls have the best package available to offer Portland, so it just makes sense. We don't, and it doesn't. But it, it, you never know. Portland could look at what the Bulls do have to offer and and think that that's the best thing to build Dame or build around Dame. I don't agree with it. I do think, and one of the more realistic things that I've been talking about is that I don't think the Bulls are going to trade in number three. I just don't. Right? I know that we have the hope. I know what that could mean for the change of the franchise. I understand the talent that Scoot Henderson could project to be at the next NBA level. And even if you do have to give up a Zach Levine to get him, yeah, you take a step back. But is your future more bright at that point in time, right? Now, one thing that I think when we talk about trading, right, up until the number three pick is that we have to be realistic in what the Chicago Bulls have to offer. And I think that, yeah, you have an entryway of either Zach, either DeMar. Uh, You maybe even can include P. Will in that. But is that going to be enough? When you look at the Portland Trailblazers and them already having the two heavy guard lineup, do they want more? There have been some rumors. No, they want a 3-and-D wing to add to that team if they're going to move on from that pick. And there's starting to be more rumblings that they're comfortable holding on to that pick overall. But if you're the Chicago Bulls and you're looking at that, whether, it is, whether it's Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, the Portland Trailblazers call you up on draft day after the Charlotte Hornets make their pick, and Scoot Henderson is there what are you willing to give up? What is AK willing to give up? When you hear things about contracts extension with Nikola Vucevic and some, like, does that mean now that we are less likely to go after, you know, that type, that level of draft pick? I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that we're not, that that they wouldn't be just because if they extend Nikola Vucevic, because you still want to have some veterans around, right? Even as you're going to your next level, right? Or, or going to the next phase of your team. But one thing I've said also when it comes to uh, AK is that, it doesn't seem like he is a, is a, is a blow-it-all-up guy. He's not going to make a move that completely and drastically changes the roster. I mean, he may make incremental changes over time, but I just don't necessarily see that happening. But the biggest question is, should they? Not will they, but should they? And when you look at the outlook of the Chicago Bulls and the moves made by AK up until this point, there are moves that work, right? And I, I still think, yes, this version of the team failed, but it failed for a few reasons. It didn't fail because AK just went out and got bad guys. It fell out because, A, we were an unbalanced roster. We didn't have the necessary shooting. But it wasn't as big of a problem when Lonzo were around because of how good Lonzo can shoot. Lonzo was a a perfect piece for this team. Let me be clear there. Was he a perfect player? No. Was he even a superstar-level player? I know some Lonzo fans are going to hate Some ball family stands are going to hate hearing this. But, no, he wasn't. But he had a superstar-level impact for what he was able to bring to this team. We just never, well, not never, we did not get to see a a long enough sample size of what the vision that AK built on this roster. But the sample size that we got, it looked like it was going to work to a degree, right? I've always been there and saying, even when the Bulls were on their nine-game winning streak um, that season, I said, hey, we got some serious problems here, fundamentally, in the way that we play the game, and it's going to cause us some issues when we face the better teams. I don't think that's a team that would have struggled to get to 40 wins this season either. I still think that that would have been a team probably in the top four or five of the Eastern Conference the way that things have improved, right? So when we look at what AK has done, yes, the deal for Nikola Vucevic, it was an overpay. It ended up being an overpay. But DeMar DeRozan worked. Alex Caruso, for everything, when you look at especially some of the more advanced stats that are coming out now, that you see he was one of the best, if not the best, defensive playmaker in the league last season. It worked. Lonzo Ball, when he was on the court, it worked, right? We just, Lonzo going down, and as series as the injuries that turned into, and that is why I always say roster construction is important. As much as we talk about, go get that player, go get that player, go get that player, how they fit together is it can get you above what the individual pieces look like. And AK seemingly built that decently. Now, we can talk all day about, and, you know, a lot of people have now the hindsight of, well, why would you give that money to somebody who was often injured anyway? It does, Like, at the end of the day, he, he, he got Lonzo on a pretty decent contract on top of that because $20 million in this modern NBA isn't what $20 million even was five years ago. That's only, look, you look at it, it's, it's $8 million above the mid-level exception, basically, is what it is. Right. And Lonzo Ball and the impact he had to this team is worth more than eight million dollars above the mid level exception. But with that said, right, ultimately the version of this team for whatever reasons did not work. Right. And when you look at trying to trying to keep this together on the fly, I think that is where the Bulls are starting to falter at. I, I just that's just what I how I look at it. I think when you when you see the fact of that they're trying to keep these pieces together, right? The DeMar, the Vooch, the Zach, and there was a there was a point guard that helped balance out all of that because, A, he's extremely, Lonzo Ball, extremely switchable on defense, guarded some fours, shot the three ball, the best on the team at that point in time. What would it look like now having P. Will with his three-point, um the way he stepped up in that three-point shooting, and having Lonzo Ball also there with that three-point shooting, right? The woulda, coulda, shouldas could drive you crazy. But at, at, at some point, you have to just realize, no matter what could have happened, no matter what should have happened, it didn't happen. And we have to take now the next step to move on from that version of the squad in a way, right? You can still hold on. And while everybody saying you got to blow it, I don't like, to me, right? And I'm just a person that once something's not going to happen, I don't keep focusing on it. AK has told us a rebuild is not coming. So everybody who constantly, every day, well, rebuild. This team needs to rebuild. This team needs to, it's not happening. The man has told you it's not coming, right? It's not coming. So at some point, we have to start looking at, okay, what else can we do? Trading into this draft is one of those things, right? Getting a player like a Scoot Henderson and being able to add to this young core. And, and yes, you will be taking a step back, right? But you're adding it theoretically to keeping most of your young pieces and then you're letting those pieces develop and adding to them over time. Or you're hoping that maybe you can get uh them there and keep Zach Levine and ride out now with Scoot Henderson and Zach and then kind of rebuild the other things on the fly there as well. There's a lot of permutations. I don't think that they're likely to come, and I don't say that to really crap on anyone's dreams, but ultimately, when this comes to this Bulls team and what they would have to give up for the number number three overall pick, I just don't think AK's willing to give it up, right? I don't think he's willing to give up what would be needed to make that deal happen, whether right or wrong. And that's not to say that I don't think, like, Scoot, I, I look at Scoot, and I think Scoot is one of those players that could turn in to absolutely the focal point of a franchise. You look at what he brings athletic. He's he's just athletic as as a as a John Moran, as a Derrick Rose, right? Just as athletic and has that mindset and that skill set and the overall dog in him that you know he's going to progress and reach that level of whatever the highest potential of, of he is. This man went straight at Victor Wembanyama, right? And so, I, I like at the end of the day, it's this, right? I just don't want to focus on the fever dream of getting that number three overall pick because it's not likely to happen. And when you look and survey what what AK has done so far, not just in this time in Chicago, but in this time running NBA organizations, doesn't seem like the move that AK is going to make. Now, I've been saying it, said it before, the number 23 overall pick is something that is very realistic for the Chicago Bulls to get, right? And that, that is, if you notice that, those things, those rumblings about the Bulls interviewing lottery-level talents has kind of started dying down, right, as we get closer to that process. And whatever this next version of this team looks like that fills the court for us at the beginning of next season may still not be what ends up being what's on this team by the midseason deadline, by the end of that season, right? We never know. But ultimately, you have to ask yourself, what is AK willing to do, right? There are some now questioning, just if AK was even the right guy for the job. And that is to say that not necessarily that he's bad. I don't think AK is a bad GM, but I don't necessarily know if he was ready and equipped to deal with the limitations that are on the Chicago Bulls franchise that a lot of other organizations don't have. Our artificial limit of not going into the luxury tax has absolutely handcuffed AK some. It's not completely on that either, right? And as many people want to say is, well, we don't spend money. How can you put a- we spend well over the salary cap and not every team goes into the luxury tax, something I've been talking about for a while. We pinpoint this luxury tax thing as a thing because we know it's something with this franchise and it does like for now in this summer, it's absolutely hurting us because we're not likely to use either of the exceptions when it comes to Lonzo Ball because this franchise doesn't want to go into the luxury tax. As we get closer, the NBA finals have started. By the way, the Miami Heat got absolutely waxed. They got their asses kicked last night. But anyway, uh, that aside, right, as we get closer through these NBA finals and the next thing up is free agency, then the draft, right? Have, they have until June 30th to recent extension with Nikola Vucevic. I, one that I do think is coming. But the biggest question is not that if it's coming, not for me at least, it's that, all right, what's next, right? What is next? And it's as simple as we like to make it seem as, we'll just go out and get your point guard, right? Just go out and get a point guard. It'll it'll all work out. That's a lot harder to do in, in in reality when you're trying to get a point guard, a free agent target to come here. And what is the future of this Bulls team? As our episode yesterday. What is the what does this team want to be? Right? I've talked about Trey Jones this offseason. I think Trey Jones will be a, a a nice target for the Chicago Bulls. But again, you can't really get him without going into the luxury tax, right? Ultimately, where we sit with the Chicago Bulls team right now and the things that we look at that need to happen with this team point guard shooting some size right it's easy to just put those things on a list and say ak go and make it happen right but you also have to factor in the uh, factor in the 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 situation that is this chicago bulls team right we have a 20 million dollar dead contract that we ain't getting nothing out of right nothing not a goddamn thing and while lonzo ball was so much needed to the heart of this team Right. The fact of the matter is, because the, the, this whole thing crumbled in this type of way still goes back to there was some faultiness in the foundation of this roster. It just was. And you can try to correct it and band-aid it as much on the fly as what you want to. But ultimately, it's going to have to come by something changing. And unless ownership is going to change and say, yeah, AK, you got a season to go into the luxury tax. And then we need you to figure out something with this Lonzo ball contract. So you're not in the luxury tax after that, unless that's the thing to change. I said it before, right? One of the first things I said as this season was ended prepare for your favorite Chicago Bulls player not to be on the roster, whether that's Zach, whether that's DeMar, whether that's Io, whether that's ah, Vooch. At this point, he's either going to be here or he's not, right? But you need to prepare for that because for this team to take the necessary step forward, somebody got to go. And just letting Javante walk away ain't going to be it. Letting Vooch just walk away. Ain't going to get it done. Trading Patrick Williams probably ain't going to happen. But even then, it may not get it done. It's times like this that we need to see what the front office is made of because you got to get creative. you got to go back to the drawing board and figure something out. Does it mean ripping everything out? No. Despite some Bulls fans and what they would have you think, no. It doesn't mean you have to tear it all up to be able to get back to a place. Right? But you have to fix some of the imbalance on this roster, and that first one may be point guard. That may be what you have to address first, because we saw your best player, the one that you invested into, the one that you paid to be the cornerstone of your organization, is so much better when you have an actual point guard next to him. Now, that's not to to eliminate any need from. We saw Zach Levine become an extremely efficient player over time with not having a point guard for years, right? So he still needs to take some personal responsibility but it all comes down to when we look at this front office do we have the front office that is going to go out and get it done and get creative but that may also come by right not signing the names that you guys think right as many people as want to compare the Miami Heat and talk about how they don't have undra- they have so many undrafted players Keep that in mind when you guys go through this offseason as well. When you're complaining about the Chicago Bulls needing to go out and sign the guy you want them to sign, keep in mind, it's not about signing the big name all the time. It's about getting the right piece. And so we'll see, right? It's it's ending the week and really kind of being in the mindset of we're, we're here, right? Once the, the finals end, and it may be a short NBA final stretch, once it ends, we're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it now, really. They need to be doing their work now but we need to start seeing the results of that work shortly, right? We, it's June 2nd. It's June 2nd. The draft is June 27th, I believe. I believe that's the date. I'm going off the top of my head. You guys know when I go off the top of my head, it, it, it get a little crazy. But with that said, the draft is, is coming up before the end of this month. And so we basically have a few days to figure out what that direction is starting to look like. It's not going to be all the way together by then, but by then, we might have boots under contract, right? By then, we may make a move, a trade into the draft. We may do a number of things. And at, at some point, you have to make a stand. And let's hope that A.K. and Eversley are ready to make that. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys... Also, get in those voicemails because tomorrow and Sunday are the mailbag episodes, and we got a special treat for you on Sunday's mailbag. Uh, Big Kev and Steve are actually taking over the Sunday mailbag. So there you guys go on that one. I let the cat out the bag. But that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod is email.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9. No, that's the wrong one. 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like a like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media.